Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a long series of messages, which will be titled Bear Fruit. The cornerstone thought for this series of messages is that bearing fruit is a component and a commitment for a lifestyle that glorifies Christ. The first message will be from Matthew 3, verses 1 through 10, and will simply be titled Bear Fruit. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Matthew 3 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. This started, this this teaching, this year-long series that we're going to go in looking at the fruit of the Spirit um, started back when our little builders, our youth, were going uh, through Galatians chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. They were learning about the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord began to minister to me for us that not only do the children need to know about this, but the adult children need to know about this as well. Can we as adults still be considered children? I, I believe he has adopted us into the faith and he's called us his very own children. I believe that what he has taught me, Christy, as I've been walking on this journey is, we as adults can spend too much time being adults in the natural and less time being children in the spirit. I want us to get back to the posture and the discipline and the position to be uh, 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 children of faith, to have childlike faith. Childlike faith that brought my God nephew Boogie to complete healing. That childlike faith that says there is a well that flows from Emmanuel's veins. A childlike faith that says that no matter what the trial or tribulations, I know that my God has told me not to fear because he has overcome the world. So as he started to minister to me about that, about Galatians 5, 23 through 24, looking at the fruit of the Spirit, then he began to say over the last few weeks to me specifically for our church this one word, and that's forth. F-O-R-T. H. Not the number that in, it has a U in the spelling, F-O-U-R-T-H. It is forth, F-O-R-T-H, which means to continue to move forward, going onward, moving in, 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 a, in a direction that is not stagnant. It's, it's not stale. It's not in neutral. It's not in reverse. It's going forward. So what he's allowed me to do now is put those two things together. So the big takeaway, not just for today's message, but for us in general, is this. Here's your cornerstone thought. Here's your big idea for the year. Is that we need to go forth and bear much fruit. Go forth and bear much fruit. We can't look back anymore. I don't know about you, but I, I did run track for a little bit. I ran, I ran track, so I, I hit, somebody ran track, ran track with me. Then my sister back there, Sean, God bless your sister, ran track. See, uh, boo, yep, ran track. Any track, any track runners in here? Ran track. One, one of the main instructions that your track coach will tell you, especially in the running events, is to never look back. If you look back, you're going to get caught. And what, what, where, the sprint, where the sprinters at? Anybody sprinters? You remember back then? When you, when you ran sprints, you never look back. Yeah. 
You, you, as my wife said, as a sprinter, you, you never had time to look back, right? And if I think about the year 2020, what I really need to look back for? Okay, now I got a church now. Now, now y'all want to be a part of a church now today. Now y'all want to talk back to me now. Now, what, what do we have to look back for? Unless, watch this, unless you're looking back to identify those memorial stones, those Ebenezer stones that the Lord gave us that reminds us that past grace is still an indicator of present and future grace. In other words, let me say it like the new church. If he did it before, so God is good and all the time. So he's calling us, family, to go forth and bear much fruit. So here it is. Here's your cornerstone thought. Here's your big idea. Bearing fruit is a commandment and a commitment for a lifestyle that glorifies Christ. So here we go. Here we go. Y'all Matthew chapter 3? All right, Matthew chapter 3. First two chapters setting up the coming of Jesus. Jesus came in the world. We just came out of that season, the first coming Advent season. First two chapters talks about that. The king, Herod, wanted to take Jesus. Heard that the little baby was out here, little baby Jesus, who, by the way, ain't a baby no more. Newsflash. Anybody still praying to baby Jesus? Because some of y'all still be trying. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray to God for, and baby Jesus. Baby, he ain't baby no more. What child have you had that remained a baby in the natural? Maybe emotionally, for whatever reason they may have. But physically, they don't be babies no more. So baby Jesus ain't here no more. Can we just be done with baby Jesus? <laughs> no, seriously, some people still be like, yo, I'm, he ain't here no more. He, he's a grown God. I just keep, I just keep going. Yeah, see, y'all be getting me in trouble, man. Y'all, I be trying to just do what the word say. Y'all be getting me in trouble. Here we go. So Matthew chapter three, here we go. Here we are. Pick me up in verse one. But I ain't going to get there yet. Hold on just a second. Now, we get this story. It's coming on the scene. And now we're at the point where the apostle John ministry is on display. Remember the apostle John, if you know the story, the apostle John and Jesus were born at pretty much a similar time. They're cousins. So here they are. We see John first. Because John is the one who prepares the way of the Lord. And if we're going to be true witnesses of Jesus, I know if I look in my city and I look on the news and other places all around this world, he wants us to be his ambassadors by which he makes his appeal through so we can usher in his presence, so we can usher in his power, so we can usher in his grace, usher in his mercy, so many others can come to be saved healed, delivered, and set free from whatever bondage that may be plaguing them. So here we see John on the scene. So as I think about this, I think about uh, my mother. My mother used to always, she used to always command intelligence out of me. Oh, Alma, oh, Alma used to always say this. Watch this. Watch this, sis. This is what my mom used to say. I used to be like, Mom, where you at? She would say, behind that preposition. 
only the ones who paid attention in English class got what my mother was saying. If you didn't pay attention in English class, that joke went way over your head. But mom, where you at? Behind that preposition. In other words, speak proper English. That's not only what you learning in class, that ain't what I'm teaching you at home. You say, I threw that in, that ain't, that D-A-T, not T-H-A, say I threw that out there. Now watch this, I used to say, hey mom, I'm hungry. You know what she used to say? Pleased to meet you, I'm mom. <laughs> oh, now see, y'all funny, y'all funny actor. The first joke y'all ain't wanna roll with, then there's the second one. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever end up happening, that's, what, and, and, and specifically, here, here's the big one. If I always want to say, hey, mom, I want to go hang with such and such because they doing such and such, she would always say to me, well, if such and such jump off a bridge, you're going to jump with them too. Right? So what, what, what was my mother doing in this moment? She was communicating to me this phrase that she used to always say to me, which is this, ignorance knows no bounds. Ignorance. There's no out of bounds with, with, with ignorance. If you play football, if you play soccer, if you play track, whatever sport it is, you know you have boundaries. And what my mother was communicating to me, what she was trying to get into me, what she wanted to subsequently flow out of me, was that, hey, I need you to be intelligent. I need you to be able to think, be able to comprehend. So what she was doing, she was creating in me the ability to consistently, as she would say, use that God-given brain in that noggin that he gave me to give me instructions that would lay a foundation and framework for a productive and successful life, to give me truth that would provide a way or direction for my life. And in like manner, my brothers and sisters here with me today, whether online or here with me right now, uh, much better than my mom could ever do, Jesus has declared and proved himself to be the way, the truth, and the life for us and for all of mankind. He didn't, he didn't save us so that we could still go about a life on our own terms or be, have this Frank Sinatra spirit and do it our own way. If that was the case, why would he have needed to come? Why would he have needed to hang on the cross, shed his blood, defeat sin on Friday, the enemy on Saturday, and death on Sunday? Why would he need it? He could have completely stayed in glory and lived his best life right there. Proverbs 14 says it this way, there's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end is the way to death. And Jesus says, I'm the way the truth and the life. And that's the beauty of his gospel that he did for us and continues to do for us what we are unable and most times unwilling to do for ourselves. And that truth can never be stated or overemphasized enough. We mankind, we were heading in a direction whose destination was death. God sent his only begotten son to intercede to save us, to rescue us from traveling in that direction. And he is still doing that for us today. And every day of this year, every moment that we have an opportunity, Jay, we need to remember that he rescues. That he saves. We were rescued in love and because of love. And he came to offer us the free gift of life. And that life we have more abundantly in him. So here we go. Matthew chapter 3. 
In those days, verse 1, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Verse 5, then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Verse 8, here's our main idea, our main thought for the entire year. But bear fruit, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Verse 10, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. My message simply for today and for the entire year is to bear fruit fruit. Here's your big idea, your cornerstone thought, not just for today's message, but for this entire sermon series we're going to go through. There are nine components of the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to do a four-week series on each one of them. We're going to be ones that go forth and bear much fruit. Rebuild family specifically and any other member of the body of Christ here that's not attached to rebuild fellowship, watch this. Here, here's the question I want to pose that I always posed us. Will we be a church that is a true witness for the Lord Jesus Christ that is rooted and abiding in his teachings and his spirit? Will we be a true witness? Will we be a church that is bearing fruits of the gospel of Jesus Christ? In other words, we ain't faking this walk out. We're faithing this walk out. I live in a city known as the Bull City. They ain't about that bull. So if we're going to see folks come to a saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can't be fake about this gospel that we live and that we talk about. We can't hoard the goodness of God to ourselves only. This gospel must be preached and proclaimed here and to the very ends of the world. We have to understand the importance of this. Because the Bible says the hour has come and is now here that the true worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father is seeking such that will worship, that will obey, that will, that will receive him as such. He's looking for those that will be real for him because he's only been real to you. Is this making sense? You see why I, I, I couldn't really get in the preacher vein today because I need this to stick. Here's what I believe, family. Whether you're watching online, here's what I believe. Good gospel preaching brings you out of darkness. Good gospel teaching keeps you in gospel light. 
Good gospel preaching, effective gospel preaching brings somebody out of darkness into his marvelous light. Brings them out of a spiritually dead state and makes them spiritually alive with Christ Jesus. But once they get in, we got to train them up, baby. So here's what we got to do. To do today, what we have to do is declare, I ain't going back. The same old, same old can't apply anymore. And we're going to do this thing right. And by this thing, and we're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, disciplined believers, it starts with a decision that leads to a declaration that breathes forth a discipline. It has to start with a decision. Starts in my mind. It gets rooted in my heart where I declare it. And when I declare it, I now walk with determination in that discipline. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which is titled, Bear Fruit. 